Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. I'm going to share with you my 12 biggest trends for entrepreneurs for 2020. And then I have three bonus ones at the end, which will be my decade uh, trend predictions, uh, i.e. which will probably happen by 2030. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to share all 12 with you in summary and bullet form so that you know what they are. Then I'll go into a bit more detail of each. I'd love you to share what your top trend and prediction is for 2020 because you know I want you to be involved in my community's lives, podcasts. So please share yours. In the middle and at the end, I'll do a one-off times two uh, offer for you to get a shout out from me uh, for donating 200 stars or more for your podcast, your book, your brand, your Facebook page, your social media, uh, your business website, etc. So that's how we're going to do the next 30 minutes or so. So the 12 biggest trends for 2020 um, for entrepreneurs, summary coming now, detail coming after. So one is about data portability. Two is about climate, planetary and humanitarian business. Three is about the movement for premium content. Four is about connection and people's uh, continued need for connection despite AI and robotics. Five is the, um, I've put a positive economy. Um, Yeah, um, I believe people are going to be quite positive uh, about the economy for the next few months. Sorry, struggling to read my own typing. Uh, Six would be uh, the movement of currency and things like crypto and mobile payment evolution. Seven's going to be the continued cutting out of the middleman. Eight is going to be profit over growth and ethics over scale. Nine is going to be stories to lead the newsfeed. Ten is going to be the evolution of voice. Eleven is going to be the gig economy um, and the continued short-term nature of contracts and employee happiness. Uh, and twelve is going to be um, the rise of the social media consultant, the, the videographer, the digital agency. And then I've got three benefit, uh, sorry, three bonuses for uh, the decade predictions up to 2030. All right, then. Here we go. And please also share your predictions in the thread below. What one big trend do you think is coming for 2020? I wonder if I did this video too early and everyone's still hung over from New Year. All right. Number one, data portability. So I was speaking to a billionaire um, who was talking about data portability as one of his uh, big uh, future trend um, beliefs, uh, because um, Cambridge Analytica scandal, you know, you giving your data to all these social media platforms. I think there's a lack of trust that, you know, your data is secure and safe. Um, You know, GDPR coming in and they're being tied to regulations around uh, the the security of your data Uh, and the new social media platforms and online platforms that allow you to own your data and port your data from platform to platform, um, I believe could be something that could be huge um, because 
at the moment, you, your exchange for um, getting free content and usability on social media platform is, platforms is, of course, one, being fed ads, but it's two, you're giving your data, which they analyze. Some of them have shared and leaked, etc. So I think data portability and platforms and social media um, offering you services, but you still own and retain your and your follower and fan data. I think that could be huge. Point two, then, is uh, climate and planetary and humanitarian business opportunities. I was talking to two billionaires this year who said that the world's greatest problems of you know, climate and planetary and humanitarian are also the entrepreneur's greatest opportunities. So plastics. I was talking to someone yesterday whose, whose business model is he's, he has poo bags for, for um, pets. Uh, but they, they decompose really quickly. Uh, if you think about, obviously, the, how the plastics are killing the oceans, uh, a lot of people see uh, humanitarian uh, and planetary and then entrepreneurship and business as separate. But um, a, a lot of these billionaires I'm talking to are saying that actually they're the, the entrepreneur's greatest opportunities. So if you can um, change the world, save the planet, make a difference ethically in, in, in a humanitarian way, and create a business opportunity around it, you could go huge. And I think there are real business opportunities around that. I haven't got one myself yet, but I am looking. Uh, okay, the third then is, is premium content. And you may have seen uh, me push and promote and be given the supporter program by Facebook, which is premium content. You know, Netflix have changed the game with premium content. Um, obviously, now the stars feature that you can all use, well, most of you, um, can use, and some of you know about it, many of you still don't, and because it's new. Uh, so essentially, you getting paid for better quality content, you know, um, premium, uh, early or new, or different or unique, or better, or for a closed community, or inclusive. These are all um, premium-based content models, which I I'm really seeing a, a trajectory and a trend, trend towards that. Patreon has got huge. Um, there are bits that you get given on Twitch, Reddit, you get um, given um, essentially currency or based on the user's desire to support you, but also linked to their, their belief ab around the quality of your content. So what a lot of people have been doing on my live streams is giving me stars based on the quality of my content. Uh, some people call it the gratitude cycle. So if people have thought a point or a video is really good. They'll give me 200 stars, which gives me $2 or however many stars. I think the most stars I got given was 6,400. And the least I've been given is 10. So some people have given me a cent and some people have given me $64. And that's the range that it's been so far based on. It's like real-time feedback. If you can give me real-time feedback in some kind of monetary form, that was good content. Uh, and if I don't get uh, any um, stars or currency for the different platforms, then that might tell me, hmm, that's maybe not the ideal content that my followers want. I'm getting real-time feedback. You're, you're teaching me in real time, almost like uh, AI learning in real time, but from you to me, to me to you, to you to me, this virtual, virtuous cycle um, of feedback. So um, I reckon a lot of the platforms are going to follow. You can imagine Instagram doing it, LinkedIn doing it. I mean, LinkedIn gave live functionality in 2018-19. Um, you know, as a reaction to their version of what Facebook do. 
Um, you can do it on YouTube, I think. Can you do- get donations on YouTube? I'm pretty sure you can. This is not new, but it's becoming way more widely used by a lot of the big social media platforms. I think they're going to compete with each other. I think that they're going to create their own currencies. Like uh, Facebook Stars is basically a currency for Facebook. Um, they're maybe going to become like banks, like e-commerce, exchange. Because if you think about it, Instagram and WhatsApp, which is owned by Facebook, so Facebook, and then YouTube, which is owned by Google, so Google, YouTube, and, and then Amazon, they all want you on their platform as long as possible because they can generate increased ad revenue um, and, and basically amount of users and time on their site uh, helps with their reach, um, probably helps with um, their ongoing revenue and, and the targets they have for their shareholders. More people to advertise to, to sell premium products and services to new add-on products and services. So it's all about data and eyeballs. Uh, and so if they can keep game you, I mean, this, this stars program is almost like gamification, if you think about it. Because I will get a small amount of money. I'll get paid for my content, but I can give supporter shout outs, can do supporter leaderboards. So the, sorry, um, Facebook star giver shout outs, Facebook star giver leaderboards. So the people who give me the more stars, I can give you more benefits. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's quite an exciting time for premium content. Um, I've got something about currency and mobile payments coming later. So I think that's going to grow a lot in 2020. Okay, four then is a connection, people and community. Despite all these predictions for machine learning, AI, Internet of Things, you know, voice command, online, robotics, etc. I think there's also an anti-movement of that, whereby people crave more than anything human connection. Um, it can be online in communities. So in my supporter program, it's very much a Whilst my supporter program is an online premium content model through Facebook, we have 2,300 people. It's like we've created an even deeper, more connected community of real people. Uh, And what we often do is have meetups. We get to know each other. We connect on a deeper level. You know, people who give me stars and they've been supporters from the start and they show their loyalty. I'm able to do more for I get to know you get to know me. We 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 build this a social connection. Uh, And so I think there's like an going to be an as well as an increase in AR and um, robotics and machine learning and all these other things, I think there's also going to be an increase in the need for human connection because humans are still humans. And I'm certainly seeing that with my, you know, many of the people who give me the stars, for example, they are my most loyal fans. Um, You know, they figured it out early because they follow me and I I shared it early Uh, and they want to give back because they've been given you know, five years worth of content for me every day for free with virtually no selling. When you think about it, maybe one in every 50 posts is selling. So you build this connection and this goodwill so that people want to support you. Now, I've, I've never really used supporter and stars and Patreon like most people do. And most people use them to say, hey, I've, I'm a videographer. I'm an artist. I'm a podcaster. I really need to raise some money to get better equipment to be able to, you know, grow my art, my, through, my business through my art. Please, could you support me? Please, could you donate to me? That's what these fan funding platforms, I mean, if you think about it, it's called supporter. Um, So that's what they were were initially designed for. Um, But I I don't have the need to do that because I can self-fund. So I've tried to create value and make it more entrepreneurial and create a, a marketplace and a fair exchange whereby I give you benefits and features and bonuses and shout outs and meetups and discounts and I give you content that is exclusive 
and first um, in order to create what I perceive to be fair exchange to get 200 stars or 349 a month or whatever. And what that is doing is creating a deeper level of, co level of connection um, because we know each other better. Uh, and I'm finding that the, the more loyal followers I've had over the years, the more they're embracing the supporter program and the stars feature. And they see the benefit to do that. I mean, there's some people that give me stars every single video. But had I not created the human connect connection element and have dinners with them and supporter meetups and give them the biggest discounts to the events I go and speak at and have lunch with them before and we all meet and hang out afterwards. Had I not, not done that, then we wouldn't have had the online connection. So I believe online and face-to-face -face connection are kind of, they dovetail and they work hand in hand. They're symbiotic. They're not exclusive or separate, which I think a lot of people are, are predicting and I would anti-predict that. Um, five then is a bit more positivity uh, in the economy, which I think is great. So usually in, in the last few years when you've predicted the property market or the economy, it's been a bit of a bearish view. But because Brexit is hopefully finally freaking over, and because we've actually got someone who will go in and make decisions now, I'm not political, but I think we all agree that that's kind of happened. Uh, we, we, we saw an initial big spike in the, in the stock market, in, in the strength of the pound. And I think, you know, we're going to have some good positivity. Finally, we can do business. Finally, you know, we can start trading abroad. Um, we can figure out, the, the, you know, how we uh, are going to be having trade relations with Europe now that we're, we're coming out. And it's going to happen hopefully more quickly. Because it's often not about not what happens, it's about how we feel about what's happening. So it's like, um, what's the, George Soros has a word for it, reflexivity, which is, it's not the actuality and the reality of what's happening. It's how we feel about what's happening, i.e. our emotions, fear, greed, uh, confidence, um, and that creates the market. Uh, and so that's, you know, everyone's finally thinking we can crack on. They're a bit more confident. They're a bit more positive. Therefore, the stock market goes up. Therefore, the pound goes up. Now, of course, it's not going to go up and 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 up forever. Um, and sentiment's going to change. But hopefully the economy, the property market, business in general, trade between us all. Hopefully we can have a good few months, maybe a year or more of positivity. And I've certainly seen that. I've seen a lot of big business owners who are like, if, um, if Labour are in, I'm, you know, I'm literally leaving the country. I heard a lot of multimillionaires and billionaires were like, they had enough. And now they're like, right, we can crack on. So it's going to be nice to see that. Now, I don't know how long that's going to last. And I never make predictions on what's going to happen in the property market. Um, or at least I don't have to say when it's going to happen. Um, but hopefully we can ride on this crest of this wave for a little while. Hopefully for the whole year, we'll see. Now, towards the end of the year, that might burn off um, because property prices are quite high. A lot of asset prices are quite high, like car prices have been really high. Watch prices have been really high. I feel like they need to drop. Um, and, and that's going to happen at some point. It might be beyond 2020. Who knows? OK, uh, point six, then, is currency uh, and mobile payments and the evolution and the progression of this. So I made some predictions in money that things like AI and machine learning and Internet of Things and cryptocurrency, you know, that would start to become huge. Uh, and it's probably going to happen a little bit slower than I would have thought, but it often does. It often takes longer, even though it's happening already. We need to get used to it. It needs to be moved beyond early adopter stage. So I just think we're going to have a continuation of that. Essentially, the Facebook stars feature is um, Facebook's currency. You, so you could call it their cryptocurrency. You buy stars on Facebook. You give stars to me. Facebook have a little margin. Uh, and then there's a currency exchange. Now, um, I'm one of only 20 people in the world that has this, the ability to receive stars. Uh, and there's only 20 of us in the world that you can give stars to. 
But in the future, you can see you're going to be buying houses on Facebook. You know, you're going to be making bids and doing auctions on Facebook. You're going to be selling your possessions on Facebook like you do on eBay. If you think about it, PayPal was um, a version of their own way of exchanging currency. It was a, um, a mobile payment um, provider, which got more simple. You could just pay with an email address. I know um, someone, Steve Smith, who founded Poundland. Um, he's investing into mobile payment providers. And if you think about it now, you can take your car and you can tap it and you can pay. You could take your phone and you can tap it and you can pay. Uh, and I think that this is going to continue and there's going to be less friction with payments. If you think about it, the, the lower the friction and the, the, uh, the higher the speed of transaction that you can have online, the more the providers and the gateways are going to earn, uh, the, the easier and the quicker it is for you to do business. Uh, Facebook want you selling all your stuff on Facebook and not on eBay. They want you paying through stars, not through pounds or not through bits, you know, or not through other currencies, other cryptos. Uh, and I just think that this is going to continue to build momentum. Um, and for you in business, the easier you make it for your customers to pay you, the more you'll make, the quicker you'll make it. Uh, do you remember the days when you'd have an, a website, maybe you'd have a, a sales page and it would take five or 10 or 15 seconds to load? Well, 15 years ago, we might have put up with dial up. We won't anymore. So people will leave. They will immediately leave you if it is hard to pay you. Now, that can be, of course, just from your, your benefits and the features of your product not being very good or very clear, or you just not being seen. You've got to be out there. You've got to be seen. But you need to be able to take money really quick. I've noticed on Facebook ads, if we don't f uh, phone a lead from a Facebook ad within 10 minutes, the likelihood of them answering the phone drops 80%. People are more impatient. They expect things quicker. They don't want to queue. They don't want to wait. They don't want to wait online. They don't want their page to load. They don't have Wi-Fi for 10 seconds. They turn into a, a vampire. And this is the modern world we're in. So I think you really got to be on this. Um, and yeah, someone has just asked Facebook's currency. It, it, the, the stars feature is um, the early movement of Facebook's currency. Uh, and so new currencies and increased speed of payment and mobile solutions and the way to pay. In the future, you're going to be paying via your hand um, or some kind of subcutaneous chip. That's very likely to happen. Um, and of course, Matt has just said scammers will love these payment gateways. Absolutely. Um, so scammers and, la and, and difficulty and security is also, that is also increased. That, that is the nature of it. It's the Wild West. You can't have the upside without the downside. Um, for example, it, it got easy to rob when um, Steel created rail because then they could rob the trains and then they could go quicker from place to place to rob the, the towns and the villages. So yeah, you've, your security has got to be stronger and more vigilant. That is also a good point. Okay, so we've covered six of 12 of my predictions for twins, for uh, twins, <laughs> twins. My daughter says twins. She can't say the R yet. I'm Wobbit. Um, so my 12 biggest trends for 2020 for entrepreneurs. So what, the first one was data portability. The second one was climate, stroke planetarian, stroke humanitarian business opportunities. They are entrepreneurs' biggest business opportunities. The third was the rise of premium content. The fourth was the need for human connection despite all of this online, AI, VR, Internet of Things, robotics, we still crave human connection. If you can merge both AI and human humanity and, and, and connecting with people, then you win. Um, the fifth one was uh, a bit more positive in the positivity in the economy, which I think has got to be really good. Uh, and um, hopefully we can ride on that way for a bit of, a, a bit of time yet. Hopefully that, that most of the year. And then six was uh, currency and um, mobile payment evolution and increasing speed of exchange. Okay, so the final six 
uh, biggest trends for 2020, and then three for the next decade. I'll summarize them, then I'll go into detail with them. So seventh is cutting out the middleman. Eight is profit over growth. Nine is stories to take the lead. 10 is voice. 11 is the gig economy and employee happiness. Excuse me, I've been doing two lives a day. My throat's getting croaky. 12 is social media, consultancy, digital agency, videographer, rise. Um, and then I've got three special bonus ones for the whole decade. Let me just have a quick sip of water. Okay, so um, seven of 12 trends is cutting out the middleman. So business over the years has had a lot of middlemen and a lot of people taking a slice. Um, and so if you think about it, um, online, selling your property online and cutting out the estate agent, that's been a, a big thing. Um, wealth managers and cutting them out and managing your own wealth and getting better education, that's been a big thing. And I think that's going to continue. This, we are so much more savvy now of how business is done and how people act and how companies perform and what they do with their money and their responsibility and their ethics. And I just think if you can go straight to the consumer and cut out the middleman and therefore give past the saving onto the consumer, you're going to grow, you're going to make more profit uh, and they're going to get a better service. Do you remember when there used to be late fees for um, DVDs that you'd return? And I know it's not quite the middleman, but it's just unnecessary um, bloated fees that people don't like paying. So you cut out all the middlemen, you cut out all the fees. Um, so you can give a better price, a better service, and you can make more margin. I think that's going to continue to grow. Now, by the way, some of these are the things that I am predicting myself. Um, they're suggestions. Don't like bank your whole house on it. But also these are discussions I've had with millionaires, billionaires, people who are right at the top of their trends uh, and their business models. So I'm kind of sharing with you the experience of a lot of people, not just myself. OK, next then is I, I think now people get pissed off with the big companies setting up in um, in like Ireland or companies where they can basically turn over billions and, and make billions in profit and not pay any tax. I think that a lot more companies are getting savvy to and reducing their carbon footprint. I saw Audi's advert for their Tron electric cars uh, and they're committing to reduce their carbon footprint by 30 percent. Um, we're certainly embracing more the humanitarian and sustainability side of business. And um, we've got rid of drinking from plastic bottles. Uh, my wife has an electric Range Rover. I have an electric Porsche Panamera Turbo S. Um, you know, we're trying to eat less meat. I'm not going vegan yet, by the way, just saying, but we're trying to eat less meat. Uh, and, and, you know, I must admit in the early years, I was like, OK, this is a nice to have, but it's not a necessity for business. But I think it's a massive movement. And I think, you, you know, your business is going to get better um, exposure. It's going to be good for your marketing. You're going to get better clients. You're going to get a different type of client. If you think in a more um, profit over growth um, and uh, ethics and sustainability and humanity over scale, if you think about it, um, there used to, I mean, there are still a lot of big corporations. But uh, in the 80s and 90s, it always used to be about the corporation. And I think we're in almost like the age and the rise of the entrepreneur. And the entrepreneurs can be more um, agile. Uh, we, we can be more... Um, we can react quicker to the customer's needs. Uh, and, and I think ethics are really important in business now. And I think it is a selling point. And it's not like you should need it for a selling point, um, but you know, how you look after your customers, how you look after your data, their data, um, how you look after your employees. And I'm going to come to that in a moment. Uh, and so we grew 30% last year, and that was my target, but we didn't necessarily make more profit. And so this year, I'm certainly going to have a profit over growth mentality. 
um, and sort of growth at all costs. And, you know, there's the, the con- entrepreneurs are always like scale, 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 scale. Well, you know what? I'd, I'm not sure that's the main driver uh, in today's 2020 world of business. OK, then. So number nine is on social media, Facebook, Instagram, for sure. Um, stories are going to get much more um, prevalence. They are going to be pushed more. They're, they are going to dominate your feed more. Now, a couple of years ago, you'd have noticed when you scrolled that um, a lot in, in your feed, there was a lot more posts in groups. And say 2018, 19, Facebook made a commitment to put more group posts in your feed because groups are, were more personal than pages. And if you think 10 years ago, it was only really your friends that were in your feed that dominated your feed. And then five years ago, it was pages that dominated your feed. And then maybe three years ago, it was ads that dominated your feed. Uh, and it's likely to be stories that's going to dominate your feed in Instagram, in Facebook, and maybe others will follow suit because stories are more personal. It's another way for Facebook and Instagram and other platforms to evolve the look and feel of their platform to keep you engaged. Ultimately, another way to start running ads. They're not going to tell you that, but let's be honest. You know, they've got shareholder value um, and, and, t- and growth targets to meet. Um, so stories is not really as easy for me as live streams and normal posts. But I've tried to post more stories. I've tried to embrace that feature more. They're going to run ads on stories, I believe, next year. Um, and I've heard this from very high up in Facebook, by the way, the, the, the basically from someone who knows the vice president of marketing in Facebook. So this is very much likely happening. So start posting on your stories more. Start figuring out stories more. I think it will really benefit you. OK, number 10 is voice recognition. So um, obviously there's Siri, there's Alexa, um, there's Google uh, and um, more and more people are using voice. And I think there's two things. One is um, the voice technology is going to be better and become more ubiquitous. You're going to walk into your house and you're going to say, turn the TV on, turn the lights on. I remember seeing that. I think first was it in Terminator 2 where um, uh, or was it Robocop? It might have been Robocop. I loved Robocop, man. So this is like what, at 19, early 1980s. And of course, there, there was homes that had all the home automation and you, and you went in and you, you, you voice operated your lighting and your music and your security and your curtains and your heating and everything. And now that's going to happen um, in, in a more common way. You're going to use Siri or Alexa or your voice of choice. You're going to operate your heating, your lighting, your security. And you're going to be able to operate um, your electric blankets, your cars. You're going to warm up your cars in advance. Um, I know this is really sad, but one of the, my favourite things for two, two, 2019 was uh, the electric blanket, um, which um, uh, she can operate her temperature and he can operate his temperature. But I was also like, oh, I have to go up there and turn it on in advance of going to bed. Wouldn't it be great if there was an app? But apparently there are electric blankets with apps that you can turn them on or time them 20 minutes early. I can time my car to heat up at 5.15, so I get in at 5.30, uh, and it's all warmed up for me. Oh, man, what, what have we become? What have we become? But um, you're gonna, you can search for my podcast on Alexa and on Siri. Um, you can operate your music when you're on, on the run on, from Siri. You, Siri can give you instructions for pretty much everything, as can Alexa, uh, and that is going to continue. And as a business owner, you want to make sure that, sure that you're searchable on voice. You're going to want your own voice identity, your voice brand. So, you know, when you think of McDonald's or you think of Intel, you know, you can hear that little jingle. Well, that is their voice brand. So you're going to need your voice brand to get voice recognition. Uh, And this is going to be huge for 2020 and beyond, I really believe. 
Okay then, so point 11 is the gig economy um, and employee happiness. So the gig economy, more short-term contracts, more remote working, you know, more um, transient labor force. I believe that's going to continue. Um, at the same time, though, I believe that a culture and a team uh, and, and, uh, is also going to become important. So while I'm slipping down my sofa, sorry. Uh, employee happiness and engagement and culture is the knock on importance of uh, the gig economy. So if people are working more remotely, if they are working more short term contracts, if there's more flexibility, if they want you, you know, time and location freedom and that is a movement. Great. And that's going to become, I think, more prevalent. If you want to grow a team and retain a staff, you've got to now look after them and their happiness and their culture and, you know, creating a workplace that they want to be in uh, and their benefits and, you know, what you do for them uh, and sort of your focus on caring for them has got to be equally. So, yeah, a humanized or humanitarian workplace, uh, it's got to be equally as important as, as you doing that for your customers and your clients and, and your own online perception of your brand. Uh, and then finally, in terms of the 12 biggest trends for 2020 for entrepreneurs um, is social media consultancy, the, the digital agency. And then I'll cover my three predictions for the whole decade to 2030. So the social, social media consultant, the digital agency, the videographer, the editor, these people are now um, really highly sought after. They're the new trades. If you think about um, carpentry, joinery, uh, you know, construction, builders, um, bricklayers, they were all the trades, weren't they? 30, 40, whatever years ago. The new trades are the social media consultant, the, you know, the, the YouTube marketer, the digital agency, um, the videographer, the editor, the audio editor, the podcaster, because this is the new media and these are the new currency. These are the new jobs that are being created. So this could be big for you. This could be who you could be employing or this could be your new, your new business opportunity for 2020. My companies, progressive, my progressive companies, have um, evolved into digital agencies. We have 120 podcast clients. We have 20 odd social media clients. We're just in beta testing phase of that at the moment. Um, we have book publishing services. We have audio book publishing services. We have studios. Um, we are a media agency now. Uh, we have videographers, we probably have five or six videographers, editors, designers that we didn't have 10 years ago when we were property training. I'm having, getting a studio. I mean, I had a small sort of a part-time studio in one of my spare rooms upstairs but I'm getting a proper, proper studio built in my house. I had a proper studio built in, in the office. This, this world is changing, business is changing. And if you're on this early trend for this year, for 2020, you're going to go big and this is exciting times for you. Uh, when change happens, many people lose out, but the winners win big. It's survival of the fittest. It's not those who are the strongest, but those most adaptable to change. All right, I have got three bonus predictions for the whole decade. Now, when I say predictions, I say that don't, don't ever bet your house um, or bet your whole life or put all your money into my predictions or, in fact, anyone's predictions, um, because, you know, we, we, we could be wrong on some of these. Uh, disclaimer over. Here we go. So space travel, space ex exploration and um, intergalactic land grab is going to be something that will actually be real in the next decade. So I interviewed Naveen Jain, a billionaire on my podcast, and he's the only person on the planet who has a license to mine on the moon. There's going to be a land grab on the moon. There's going to be a land grab on Mars. Um, Elon Musk wants to have inhabited Mars in his lifetime. Do you remember? I think it was 
um, at the start of the decade where JFK said we will be landing on the moon in this decade. And I believe in 10 years, there's going to be an interplanetary land grab um, and people are going to have, uh, that we may not be yet commercial flight and, you know, um, hotels on uh, these new planets, but it's coming, isn't it, in, in decades to come. And actually, um, if you think about growth and scale, we used to talk about going from local to um, maybe national to intercontinental to global. And now we talk about uh, from global to interplanetary to um, probably not yet intergalactic, but I mean, there are um, people who are looking for new galaxies and inhabiting new planets. And it sounds crazy and Orwellian and too futuristic, but 10 years is a long time for human progress. Okay, the next then is going to be the rise of the virtual influencer. So if you think about 10, 20 years ago, um, it was all TV celebrities and sports personalities who had all the influence. And now there are esports gamers, YouTubers, TikTokers who have millions of followers and they are the new celebrity and they are the new influencers. And on I'm a Celebrity and on, um, what do you call it, Strictly Come Dancing, there are YouTubers and online influencers and virtual influencers. There's a guy who earns something like 15 million from his YouTube channel. I think his name is Dan TDM, who does all the Minecraft stuff. I'm trying to get him on my podcast. My son loves watching it. And then there's that little kid, Ryan, um, Ryan's Toys Review, that gets, did he do 26 million on his YouTube last year? And the rise of the virtual influencer is huge. So get on it. I'm, I'm a bit frustrated that it happened when I was 40 to me and not when I was 20. But hey, all you can do is start now. And I'm definitely embracing this world, putting out more content and trying to leverage that as a way to grow my business, my brand, my influence, my impact, my reach um, for the next decade. And then the third thing that I think is going to be by the end of the decade, a thing is like the, the nano medic, the self-medication. So if you think about it now, you can check your stress levels, check your heartbeat, check your vitals on your smartwatch. Well, in 10 years, you're going to be self-medicating. You know, you're going to know the start of any ailment or stress-related illness or whatever. You're going to, to a certain degree, be able to cure some of those online um, or, you know, in, in the um, virtual space. At some point, you're going to be able to 3D um, print your own cast or, you know, things that um, you're going to be able to fix yourself, basically, and preempt certain states that you get in. Um, it's going to be a crazy thing, but we're going to be doing it from our phones or our devices. In fact, 10 years, that's another prediction. For in 10 years, the, the main device of choice might not even be a phone. It might be subcutaneous. It might be sort of um, in 50 years, 100 years, we could become like almost part robotic. I know some predictors are saying that we're going to move into being part robotic in the future, 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 future. Um, and that's not that crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd add those three fun ones. Um, and that is space travel exploration land grab. It's virtual influencers and it's nanomedic stroke, self-medication, stroke, you know, being able to track all your metrics on your device of all your um, data and vitals and preempt illness and disease and self-medicate and even self-cure. Uh, and yeah, I think this is happening. All right, summary then. So my 12 predictions for 2020 and beyond is data portability uh, and um, the, the social medias and the platforms that let you own your own data and port it across, I think are going to be huge because people are pissed off with their data being manipulated and the lack of data trust. The next is climate, planetary and humanitarian focus are the entrepreneurs 2020 and beyond business opportunities. It's not just a nice to have, it's an opportunity now. 
The third is the rise of premium content, Facebook stars, Facebook supporters, Patreon, and whatever other social media platforms react to premium levels. Um, the fourth is the, the, the need for human connection despite the rise of an, um, robotics and AR and VR um, and, you know, and all those other Internet of Things uh, and all the on online kind of um, changes. We still need to uh, have human connection. Five is going to be a bit more positivity in the economy for hopefully months, maybe years, because of finally Brexit, etc. is over and done and dusted. And we'll move on and get off with business and life and start to trade properly, you know, without this sort of fear. Uh, the sixth was the increased speed of currency and the increased um, mobile application technology of payments uh, and being able to pay with less friction, which increases the speed of money to you. Uh, and these providers are going to definitely um, win big in 2020 and beyond. Um, cutting out the middleman was seven to reduce the friction and increase the trust for doing business and pass the saving on to the con consumer and the profit to the founder rather than having a load of middlemen or middle companies. Profit over growth and ethics over scale and size. My hand's going, going numb here. Stories to lead the news feed. Uh, voice technology becoming uh, bigger, the gig economy of short-term contracts and short-term work and remote work, but also therefore employee happiness if you want to grow an organization and the, the importance of culture. Uh, and finally, social media consultants, digital agencies, videographers are on the rise. These, these are the new trades of the 2020, the 20th, 2020 century decade. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.